I tried to start this podcast months ago, even years ago, and every single time that I started, I kept getting the message, no, now is not the right time. And I started getting frustrated because more time was going by. And I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Now has to be the right time. And again, I kept getting the message. Nope, not yet. And then finally, I said, all right, well, whatever. I'm just going to push this to the side and not even think about it. And once I got to the point where I said, okay, well, I guess I'm just not ready to start this podcast. That is when I received the message ever so loud, ever so clearly that now is the right time for you to start the podcast. So with that information, I further began to understand that you are now in the position to receive all the incredible messages that this podcast has to offer. Now is the time where you won't just receive it, but you're gonna be able to apply it, utilize it, and actually see a change with your life. So I get it. I have been waiting for you. Welcome to What You Want Once You. I am your host, Wisdom. And today, we're going to dive into a very deep-seated, heavy topic. It's light. It's not that heavy. But it's a beautiful topic. And it is, do I have the power to change my life? Very simple question that has so much of an abundance when it comes down to the answer. And ultimately, yes, yes, you do have the power to change your life. Now, you may be saying, Wisdom, if I truly had the power to change my life, if it were really simple or easy the way that I see it being portrayed on TikTok and Instagram and what have you, then I would be a millionaire right now. I'd be living in the home of my dreams, married to the person I wish to be married to, if marriage is your thing. Having the amount of money in my bank account that I wanna have, if money is your thing. I used to think the same way. Let me tell you, I used to believe that the circumstances surrounding my life were not my own. I didn't create it. I didn't create that. I didn't ask to be fired from that particular job. I needed the money. I had to pay my bills. So why would I have created a situation to allow me to get fired? Right? I didn't choose to have that particular medical condition. So why would I volunteer? Why would I volunteer for that? I didn't create that. How could I? How could I have created these specific circumstances? Even down to some of the family members that we have. Some of them are toxic. I hate to say it. We love them to life, but it's true. So did you create that? Did you create or better yet choose those particular family members? I had these thoughts. I remember really having this conversation just saying, There's no way. I never stood up and said, I volunteer as tribute. I volunteer for my life to be as hard as it was at the time when it was. And so I wanted to go ahead and do something. I wanted to really discover the truth behind 
what I kept hearing and what I kept seeing about this incredible gift that it seemed like some people were able to tap into and create this incredible life, whereas others fell short. And I felt like I was sitting in the felt short category. You may be there too. You may truly believe somewhere inside of you that, yeah, I can create the life that I want, but how? How do I change? How do I get my life to look different a year from now or three years from now, five years from now, even 10? What do I got to do? So let me tell you, I went to town, baby, and I studied. I studied, I studied, I studied. I studied people that appeared to live the life of abundance. I studied people who were living a life that I wished I had at that time. I studied people who looked like they were just extremely happy, right? They looked like they were living in this space of, it, it's, it's a thing, it's something about it. It feels genuine and it feels so close to home because a lot of them, a lot of these people that do live these incredible lives, they always seem to have a very similar background. They always seem to share the same type of story. Most of them were homeless. So how did someone who, you know, go from being homeless to living this life that is beyond belief? It's beyond belief. I studied them. So in terms of me studying them, I wanted to learn how they thought. I wanted to learn how they conducted business. I wanted to learn how their morning routines were, what they did throughout their day for that matter. I wanted to know how they treated people. I wanted to know how people treated them. I really went to town for years and I studied this. I studied them. And I'm gonna share with you all of this insight, all of this knowledge, in hopes that it is the very thing that you need to reprogram your life so that you can also acquire this abundance and live the life that you have always desired to live. Let me tell you, if knowledge were a Marvel character, I don't know. I don't know if Marvel is a, 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 a character or not. You tell me. But if knowledge were not a Marvel character, they damn sure should make it one because the information that I am about to give you and the knowledge I am about to give you is extremely, extremely powerful. Let's dive right in. First things first, if you want to change your life, you got to start by changing your thoughts. Now, I know you've heard this time and time again. Doesn't matter what social media platform you've been on, you've seen it, you've heard it over and over again. But what I don't know is if you've heard how to change your thoughts. Now we're thinking a million things per second. So it's one of those things where you're like wisdom. How am I supposed to just change every single one of these thoughts? It's not every single thought, but it's the most important ones. The ones that have seeped into our subconscious. Let me explain. First things first, your thoughts are not your own. I'm going to say it again. 
Your thoughts are not your own. I can almost immediately guarantee you that you think the way that you think because somewhere along the line, someone programmed you to think that way. Hear me out. Let's go back to elementary school. Nope, I'm going to do you one better. We're going to go way back before elementary school when you were a little baby, when you were a a toddler even. You did things that you enjoyed. You loved it. It could be something as simple as jumping on the bed. Maybe you put a pot on your head and walked around the house banging it. You did something that you thoroughly enjoyed. It's why you did it. But your caregiver didn't like it. And because your caregiver didn't like it, you got in trouble. They chastised you. They told you no. And if you did it again, they came back again and again they said no. And if you did it again, you got in trouble. And then you started to believe that that thing, that very innocent thing that you enjoyed doing was wrong. So you stopped. And it didn't stop there. See, the programming continued, especially when you went into school. You went into elementary school and you were taught to behave a certain way because this is what is considered acceptable behavior and this is not. So you started to again chip away at a little bit of who you were to conform to the way that someone else thought that you should be. Then you were taught to believe that this was good. This was bad. This is how you should think. This is how you shouldn't. It started with, I was going to say it started with school, but it continued with school. And then we became adults and going off to work, the programming continued because as you left your home, You were taught through advertisements galore. If you weren't tuning into it on your radio or you didn't see billboards, at some point, especially now, you're being told that this is what you need in the home to make your home better. Or this is the way that love needs to look like in your life. And if it doesn't look like this, then it's not good for you. Your thoughts are not your own. I'm telling you that now. So what do you do about this? You start to pay attention to what feels most true to you regarding your thoughts. So one thing I want to say is as you're carrying on about your day, if something doesn't feel right, perhaps you have a thought that's a bit concerning. I want you to really take a step back. Sit in silence just for a moment and ask the question, is this thought true to me or did I pick it up along my day? The second thing that I want to share with you about people who live a life of abundance that you too are going to be living very, very soon is that they didn't engage in just any and every conversation. This was a big one for me because I... I never really realized how 
much they guarded their conversations. And so I share that with you. I want you to think of yourself as a gardener, right? Every conversation that you have, a seed is being planted. Pay attention to that. So there are people, I'll use a coworker for an example. You know that one coworker that no matter what, they keep coming to you of all people and they complain over and over and over again. Sometimes it's worth a complaint, but nine times out of 10, it could be so minute yet and still, they find you to complain about this job too. This is something that you have to be fully aware of what is happening in the background. When I say in the background, I mean spiritually, a seed is being planted because energetically, what that coworker wants you to do is start to pay attention to everything wrong about what you asked for, about the blessing that you asked for. In your job, it is a blessing. It's the one thing that is helping you pay your bills. Look at it at that light. What about those friends that call you to just simply complain? They have nothing else to talk about, but just complain. Or even when you're scrolling on social media. I remember there was a time that I had, I, I, look, I believe it was the shade room, and I was going through uh, the comment section. They had posted something, it was a, like it was somebody that had, uh, I think he killed his wife. It was something to that magnitude. And when I was going through the comments, I remember everyone, for the most part, a lot of people were saying, see, that's why I'm happy I'm single, glad I'm not with anybody. And it was like, no, 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 no. You're not happy that you're single. These are seeds that are being planted. So you have to mind that. You have to mind these conversations. You have to be fully aware of what is being spewed in your ear, because again, that seed is being planted. So start engaging in conversations that bring life to your life. Start engaging in conversations that are uplifting. Start engaging in conversations that when the conversation is over, you feel fulfilled. You don't feel depleted and empty. Change the conversation. The next thing, the next thing that I noticed automatically when it came down to people living a life in abundance, and this is going in kind of correlation with number two, but it's that life and death is in the power of your tongue, not anybody else's. This means that you have to also be very, very conscious of what you say. Start speaking affirmations over your life. It's not a coincidence that you're hearing all about affirmations more than ever right now because they work. But I want you to really speak life into what it is that you're wanting. So let's say that you want to win the lottery. Instead of saying, I want to win the lottery. That's what I want to do. I'm going to win the lottery. You say, I am so grateful that God has allowed me to win 
the lottery at 1.5 million or whatever that number is that you see. I am so grateful that the doctors came back and said that that disease that I once had is gone. I am so grateful to say that I have more money in my bank account than I ever had in my entire life. I am so grateful to say that I am finally in love with the love of my life and the love of my life is in love with me. We speak it as though it is. Why? Because it works. Now there are going to be a lot of moments where you're going to say, Wisdom, I don't really believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. I don't care. I don't care if you believe it or not. You do it anyway. You tell yourself these things over and over and over again until you start to believe it. A habitual liar. They believe their lies. That's why they tell them. They believe it. Eventually they believe it. They can tell you a whole story from front to back, back to front. A habitual liar can do it. And in their mind, that's exactly what happened. You tell yourself whatever it is that you want to manifest. You speak it into existence. You speak your life into your life. Do it three times a day, four times a day. Wake up and declare it. Go to bed, declare it. Let it be in your subconscious, write sticky notes, put it in your car. Let it be everywhere, decree it and declare it. And it shall be. It's just that simple. But we're not gonna stop there, see? I got more for you. Again, when we're talking about changing our life, you ever heard, I'm sure some of you have, but you ever heard faith without works is dead. So you can say, well, wisdom, well, you just said that if I decree and declare it, then it's going to be. Of course, absolutely. But see, we're cooking up an entire recipe here. We're, we have an entire recipe that we're cooking, okay? And I got to give you a little bit more of the ingredients. So if you say I want to win the lottery, yet you never go and buy a ticket, you just might get somebody a few years down the line who may buy the ticket for you. Maybe it'll be a ticket bought for Christmas or on your birthday, but it's all about you being the one to execute it. Participate, have fun participating in the life that you want to live. Have fun creating it. Go buy the lottery ticket. If you want to go buy a ticket every day, so be it. Have fun with that experience. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you can't afford to go to the gym. So what? Go outside. Do 10,000 steps. In fact, have fun with this. You want to change this particular area of your life so that you can eventually change this particular area of your life then we got to start making the steps. We got to start doing very little steps. Doesn't take much. But the key concept behind this is you're going to take the actions, you're going to take the steps, but you're going to have fun with it. Because if you if you don't enjoy it, it could be an issue. So maybe we'll stick with weight loss. That's an easy one. You want to lose weight. So we've decreed and declared that 
you want to go from 200 pounds, right? Hypothetically here, you want to go from 200 pounds to 150. So you say, man, I am so grateful that I look good in my 150. I love feeling 150. I am embracing everything about this 150, right? Action. So the next thing is to go out there and do 1,000 steps day one. Do 2,000 steps day two. Do 3,000 steps day three. Work your way up and enjoy every moment of it. The last one, the biggest one of them all, when it comes down to creating the life that you want, I promise you, you guys, this one is the one that it becomes a kicker because a lot of people are like, eh, I don't know about that one, Wisdom. But hear me out. Change your routine. If you are used to getting up at seven o'clock in the morning and you go and you take a shower and from taking a shower, you get in the car and you drive over to Starbucks and you got your drink and now you're heading on, I don't know, 395 to head to work. That's something that you do. You've been doing it for years now. Change your routine in order to have what you've never had. You have to do what you've never done So your entire routine doesn't have to change. Maybe something very simple. Instead of waking up at 7 a.m. the night before, you're going to go to sleep an hour early and you're going to wake up an hour early. So now you've woken up at 6 a.m. And from 6 a.m. you go into the shower, right? And instead of going to Starbucks today, you're going to make your own coffee. So you make your own coffee at home and maybe just maybe because you have additional time, You're not going to take that 395 highway. You're going to take the scenic route. You're going to take the back roads because you have time. And so you do that and you start to see, well, man, this this building's been here the entire time. I never noticed that. You start to pay attention to things in a different light. Routines. Change your routine. Try something different. Try something different every day. Switch your routine up as often as possible. But make sure that as you're switching your routine up, it aligns with what it is that you're trying to manifest regarding your life, what it is that you're trying to change. So ultimately, the question was, do I have the power to change my life. You absolutely do. It's going to take a little bit of patience. It's going to take a little bit of guidance. But you can do it. Because if someone like Tyler Perry, who was once homeless but had a dream, he had a vision for something that he wanted to do and look at Tyler now, If someone like that, a homeless man, can change his life, why can't you? You have the power. You just got to start believing in it. In conclusion, I am again wisdom with What You Want Wants You, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to like, 
share, and subscribe. And also, go ahead and purchase my book, What You Want Once You, which is available on Amazon. Until next time, life is great. I'm just going to need you to start believing that. <laughs>